You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you for joining us so much. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Sorry. Let's just roll with it. It's a dark day in Earth Oddity history since Alabama <laughs> lost to Auburn. Yeah. Right. So you can't expect us to be at the top of our game. You doing all right? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling kind of rotten, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I'm in a pit of despair <laughs> and pain and uh, a funk that I don't know that I'll get out of for a while. To add insult to injury, we had uh, two people speak in church this morning about oh, going man. and doing mission work oh. in Guatemala. Oh, you talking about tugging at your heartstrings? They build houses for people down there. But yeah. these houses, over here in America, we would call them sheds. They yeah. are nothing oh, yeah. more than a, a wooden frame with, with corrugated you know, steel yeah. as a roof. Yeah. And these people are so grateful. Right. And I, we are spoiled in America. Absolutely spoiled. I mean, I'm just like, ugh. But, I mean, the real problem is that Alabama lost yesterday. <laughs> Let's forget poor people in Guatemala, all right? The real problems in the world is that my favorite football team that I've rooted for my whole life lost a game in which I had nothing to do with, had not one ounce of influence on the outcome, and for some reason I'm super sad. So, yeah, that's really the main thing. I don't know why God cursed me, <laughs> you know, to make my team lose, to hurt. Our all-American quarterback, but that's the way life works. You know, we we can't understand the ways of God. So <laughs> I can say during the service this morning, I was thinking, well, at least I'm not John Long living oh, yeah. in a five-bedroom palace and tell me. Right. Yeah, that's right. My life is really, really good, and here I am, upset over a football game. Uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. And Randy and Mr. Hollinsworth, who spoke this morning, both just gems of men who spend their time and hard-earned money to go down and build houses. Now, I will say, my parents did sponsor a house. I didn't see a house <laughs> sponsored by the Sullivans up there anywhere. So at least I have that to fall back on. My parents are doing good work for the poor people in Guatemala. Well, maybe yeah. if your parents do good enough work and sponsor enough houses, maybe you can right. sneak in there. Well, I thought the good thing is when it was like, you know, this house was sponsored by, it just said the Longs, you know. I was like, somebody in this church thinks I sponsor a house right now. I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if John sponsored that. Right. And then I immediately thought, nah, no. that's Mr. Eddie and Miss Brenda. Yeah, that's my mom and dad, who are just great people, too. Yeah, no, no. I wasn't aware that... That I could sponsor a house until today, though. I'll yeah, me either. Much. Me either. But I don't know how much it costs to sponsor a house. I don't know. Maybe. Do you think maybe Earth Oddity can sponsor a house? Ooh, maybe so. 
get a logo on the side right. of that tin. Send them a bunch of stickers or something to stick all over it. <laughs> yes. Like, number one podcast in Guatemala. And we'll look into that. Yeah, I'm going to look into it for real. <laughs> yes. Because I felt, I mean, when you see like David Hollinsworth just up there just crying like a baby. I mean, boo-hooing. And he's like a huge, strong guy, you know, owns this like huge construction company and industrial building company. He's and he won't just, brag about it, but he's probably a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got... <laughs> He's got some money. His house is bigger than mine. I'll say that much. You know? Yes. Uh, God's blessing him because oh, yeah. he's doing all right. that good work. Yeah. And uh, to see a man like that just break down, you yeah. know, it was just rough. And then that got my wife crying beside of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, I got to record a podcast this afternoon. <laughs> and, you know, Alabama lost. And how am I going to get through these difficult times in my life? You know? Yes. So, yeah. Anyways. If you're out there, if you're listening, David and Randy, I just want to say that I think both of y'all are great people. They're not listening. Absolutely, they're not. But if you know them, yeah, you can you tell them, them that for us. You can tell them we think they're great people. We could tell them at church, but we're <laughs> men, and we don't hand out compliments to other men too easily. Yeah, we tell right. our wives to do that for us. Yeah, right, yeah. I may sit down and write them a note, you know, stick mm-hmm. it in the mail, so I don't have to do it in person. <laughs> yeah. Plus, our handwritten note, getting a handwritten note from somebody going, hey, I think you're a really quality human being, has a certain impact that I think, it, it does goes better than yeah. a handshake and a slap on the back when you're walking through the hall. So, I mean, in the world of Facebook reactions and likes yeah. and hearts on Instagram, exactly, a handwritten note does mean a lot. Right. Yeah, and that's why I've asked no one to post on my Facebook wall when I die. <laughs> sit down and write a note to my kids and my wife, and you can say whatever you want to. You could be like, John was a butthole, <laughs> and you know he hated things about life that no one should. But he was our butthole, right? But I just would like. <laughs> For my kids and my wife to have like a like a handwritten letters they can go back and look at one day that says something more than rip like you would put on a Facebook wall, <laughs> yes. you know. So and a just keep that of somebody in mind. pouring one out for him. right. Yes, so just keep that in mind because I'm liable to die at any moment. You know, uh, I mean, we're none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. We all know that. You hear that? I mean, once a Sunday in a Baptist church, <laughs> you do. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow, but. But there I mean, was one given time my diet and exercise. <laughs> I'm probably a little closer than most people. There was one time I thought we might be guaranteed tomorrow, but yeah. somebody corrected yeah, me. I corrected you. You know, the wind was like whipping around it at was. church today. And I started like, praying, Lord, please don't blow our church down. I didn't realize it was the wind at first. And I was like, is there a fighter jet? <laughs> like, what if like, World War III is breaking out right now? We don't know because we're in church. You know? <laughs> I will say there's one specific, and I know this is super interesting to everyone listening to this, <laughs> but there's one part of the eve of like the front corner of the roof that was like because when we came out of church it was up there just i mean just a whipping in the wind like what's his name's uh country music radio (laughs) and and i I come by the church on the way over here because i needed to throw something away in their dumpster and it's gone now it's gone oh it is yes oh wow the roof needs to be repaired oh wow We'll talk about that in the Deacon's meeting today, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. That'll be a 45-minute conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Well, let's move on to happier things. Let's do it. We've talked enough about Alabama losing and poor kids in Guatemala <laughs> and the fact that you and I, neither one, are doing anything to help either one of those situations. <laughs> I got some really good stories today. I got, like, uh, a thing about letting the sun shine where it normally doesn't shine. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. There really is. Seems to be some health benefits to that that our audience may want to check out. Who posted that in the group? Uh, Jer- your brother. 
Was it my brother? Yeah. I thought it was Jeremy something. Oh, it may have been Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy was. I'll fix uh, What's it. his last name? Uh, Meandering? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. Jeremy Meer. Meer. How, <laughs> how do you say your last name, Jeremy? Can you post that up in the group so we can get your Call name right? Call into the show and just say your last name <laughs> and hang up. That's yes. all we need. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Jeremy put that. it up. I thought Brad put it up, which Brad's thrown up some good stories in there this week. I don't know if any made the cut, but Brad was listener number one, I think, officially. You know, he may have been. Yeah. So shout out to Brad and Jeremy. So yeah, we got butthole sonning in there. I don't know a delicate way to put it. That's really what it is. Yes. That's a good story that I got this week. What about you? Well, I have a guy who hid his roommate underneath his mattress. Okay. In some other stories, but I was going to start with this. What do narwhal tusk fire extinguishers and convicted murderers have in common? Oh, I, I don't know. 20,000 leagues under the sea. I don't know. <laughs> All three of those were used to help stop the London Bridge attacker. Oh, okay. Last week. All right. You believe so, that? Uh, a fire extinguisher, a murderer. And a convicted murderer. A convicted murderer and a narwhal tusk. Yes. Which wildly is the like wild card in that trio of items, right? <laughs> yes. A narwhal tusk. Yes. I feel like a convicted murderer and a fire extinguisher is a little easier to come across. Crazy story. But anyway, this comes from The Guardian. And it is a uh, narwhal tusk and fire extinguisher used to tackle the London Bridge attacker. But then they start off right here. A convicted murderer was wow. among ex-prisoners and members of the public who grappled with and grounded the London Bridge knife attacker before police arrived. So, wait a minute. I mean, this, so they're just letting convicted murderers <laughs> out over in England? Well, it is England. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Anyway. I mean, true. If you're going to commit a crime, commit it in England. I guess so, man. You can get out. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I was going to say, we, we lock up what? 40% of our population yeah, over here in the yeah, United you, States. Yes, you shoplift a stick of gum. You're going to jail. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, home of the free, land of the world's largest prison population. Yes. yes. But anyway, it says uh, one man was armed with a fire extinguisher and another a five-foot narwhal tusk. <laughs> as people at the scene surrounded the attacker who was eventually pinned to the ground. I mean, I wonder if the if the knife attacker, he's got his knife, and yeah. the, the dude with the narwhal tusk is like, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> it's sick, like, like you see somebody like attacking people with a knife, and your first thought is, I need to get my narwhal tusk. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> like, hey, Bobby, grab the tusk. You know? <laughs> I like to imagine he, he holds it out like a javelin, oh, yeah. and then he, he casts some kind of wizard spell on the guy. <laughs> I just think you just like poke him because you got you got the reach on him. He can't get to you with a knife. You just keep poking him with it, you yeah. know, making him mad. And then some dude sprays him with a fire extinguisher. You get on like a Segway and start charging at him, <laughs> jousting with him. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Scotland Yard is investigating how twenty-eight-year-old Usman Khan. Potentially related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Genghis got around. <laughs> was able to launch the attack in London Bridge, despite being known to the authorities and fitted with an electronic tag to monitor his movements. Oh, okay. So he had so, an ankle monitor. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in trouble before. Yeah, apparently so. He was allowed out a year ago after serving time for his part in a plot to blow up the London Stock Exchange. Oh, so we just letting him out. <laughs> goodness, England, what do y'all got going on over he there? He said he wouldn't do it. Well, <laughs> he said, I promise I won't <laughs> blow up the Stock Exchange. Hey, I'm... 
you know how you're young, you're dumb, you make some mistakes, try to blow up a stock exchange. <laughs> I'm good now. Just let me out. And to his credit, he didn't do it. No, yeah, <laughs> and he didn't. He no. He he was right. He didn't blow it up. But you know, uh, like I know there's not a lot of land in England. Like England, you know, used to be they used to own pretty much the whole world. And right. Now they're basically two islands. Yeah. And, and anyways. Maybe they don't have a lot of prison room over there or something, but we got to figure out a better system out. <laughs> we'll take their prisoners. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we tried that with Australia, right? Or they tried that with Australia, right? Yeah, they would just uh, they just started dropping their convicts off over there. Yeah, and- right. Use the Falkland Islands for it. They own the Falkland Islands, right? I, I don't know where yeah, the Falkland they, Islands are. That's off, of course, the coast of Argentina. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> it's just down the road from the Virgin Islands. No, the it's Falkland a little further Islands. down the road, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Send them there. I don't know what you do. Anyway, it says that in footage that has since emerged, Khan is sprayed with a fire extinguisher while another man tries to suppress the assailant with the tusk. It is believed that the item was pulled from the wall of Fishmonger's Hall, which is a grade two listed building on London Bridge by a Polish chef called Lukasz. I think that's that. That's the thing. That's how you say that. All right. Thank you, Poland. (laughs) Yes. Among those who pinned down the attacker was James Ford, 42, who is also thought to have tried to save the life of a woman who had been stabbed. Ford was jailed for life in 2004 for the murder of 21-year-old Amanda Champion. Ford, who is understood to be serving the final days of his sentence at HMP Stanford Hill, an open prison in Kent, was on London Bridge as the attack unfolded. What is an open prison? (laughs) Well, it says... Says that he was he was jailed for life in 2004, but then it says in the very next paragraph that he was serving out his final days. Right, I mean, yeah. do they know when he's going to die? I don't know, but goodness, <laughs> rednecks would have a field day. You know, yes. a field day. Uh, David Wilson, a professor of criminology at Birmingham City University and chair of the Friends of Grendon Prison, where Ford was previously, said that the prisoner went through an intensive period of psychotherapy. Quote. I only picked up it was James Ford as a consequence of them publishing his photo. I remembered him and indeed some others from the Friends of Grendon Charity. He said that what happened was a tale of two prisoners. Ford as an example of people who can change. I thought through my work that people who do change and they change as a consequence of innovative but challenging regimes such as the one at HMP Grendon. Khan was at the Fishmongers Hall near London Bridge for a University of Cambridge organized conference on rehabilitating offenders. Goodness gracious. After previously participating in the university's Learning Together prisoner rehabilitation program, but had showed, quote, no calls for concern, a source told PA Media. Oh, yeah. I only tried to blow up a stock exchange. <laughs> well, you're not going to tell people when you're fixing <laughs> to go on a knifing yeah. rampage, you know. I mean, and aren't knives illegal in England? I, I don't know. Maybe. I think they pretty much are. I think it's pretty hard to get one. That's why chefs have to carry around an Arwal to us. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson said of Khan, there was a so-called de-radicalization program, and I wonder if Khan went through that. If he went through the de-radicalization program, then it is on another level a tale of two programs. The program clearly did not radicalize him. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) It says here that it's illegal to sell a knife to anyone under 18, 
Um, they also have to be uh, three inches and a folding blade, and it's illegal to carry a knife in public without good reason. So hmm, okay. everyone in Alabama would go to jail. Well, everyone in Alabama has a good reason yeah, for carrying right. a knife. Yeah, you got to skin a deer, a roadkill, <laughs> whatever. Or you got to open up a package. Yeah. yeah an Amazon open, box. Or you cut open your Marlboros, you know, <laughs> yes. get that little plastic wrapper off of them. Yeah. Or take that little... Uh, do that little seal around your skull can. That's right. Yeah, cut around your dip can. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. That normal stuff. Normal stuff that the rest of the world probably doesn't understand about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it just goes on and on. It mentioned some tweets and some stuff that people had to say about the attack. But, uh, I mean, thank goodness there was a fire extinguisher, uh, a chef with a narwhal tusk, and yeah. a convicted murderer there to, yeah. to put this guy down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you were, let's say... A fight broke out, Tiny, and yes. I toss you a narwhal tusk. <laughs> yeah. What is your method of using it? Are you like I'm a immediately going to hold it over my head and say "Leviosa" <laughs> and try to cast a spell? <laughs> Are you going to poke the guy with it? Because I think Probably. I would go baseball bat, you know, and just try to hit him in the head with it. I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, that's. I think both are effective, especially yeah. if if you're trying to to stick the guy with it to stab him. You don't just jab it at him. You like run into yeah, him. Yeah, you got to run. You got to yeah. get some force behind it, right? And you just continue. You know, you, you like like we learned in football camp. Keep pumping your legs. That's right. Keep and leg you don't drive. quit until the whistle blows. Low man wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I would baseball bat hit him in the head, and when they fell down, then I would like fancily like flip it around and then stab him right in the heart with it. You know, <laughs> yes. with my my foot on top of him. Yeah. And just be like, take that, terrorist. <laughs> it, don't worry. In six months, you'll be out and you can do something else bad because we're in England. <laughs> this is horrible, but what if you stick the guy and then you raise him up like <laughs> the Impaler? <laughs> He's just dangling on there. <laughs> then, at that point, you're going to have some explaining to do to the cops. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it appears that you were taking a lot of pleasure in this. <laughs> Did you have to wave him around <laughs> over your head? <laughs> well, hey, he didn't need to knife anybody anymore, <laughs> did he? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I didn't keep up, like I told you before we started the show with this story at all, because it was, I was in football, mode, right. and I did not care about international affairs. <laughs> I saw a little ticker across the TV about it, and then I was just like, I can't worry about that. A lot of big games today. Yeah. Really, from Thursday, I had to work on Friday, so I didn't get to watch a lot of football on Friday. Thursday, I watched football all day long, mm -hmm. NFL football and college football. And then Saturday, same thing. Beautiful, beautiful three-day stretch for me. And so I was not worried about international affairs. That's why when I heard the wind at church this morning, I was like, has World War III broke out? <laughs> like, has Trump been tweeting something or what? Yes. You know, I don't know. Okay, well, let's move on to another guy who had some problems legally. Okay. This is from BustedCoverage.com, by the way. All right. Uh, sports site, pretty good. I mean, it's not the best sports site, but it's pretty good if anybody wants to check it out. It's not quite fake news. Right. No, no, no. It's real news. <laughs> Florida man has his face destroyed by a homeowner who was a 65-year-old boxer and a Patriots fan. All right. Meet Florida man Mark Katznelson, which it's got his picture here. Look at him. <laughs> he did get his face well, destroyed. He got busted. <laughs> oh, look like he got beat with a narwhal tusk. <laughs> a 35-year-old who decided to attack a guy Saturday night. The bad news for Katz Nelson is that the homeowner fought back and ultimately kicked Mark's butt, and then the cops showed up to haul his destroyed butt to jail 
where he turned in this amazing mug shot. So make sure you check out the show notes <laughs> yes. so you can see it. Uh, now for the really great part, the homeowner, Barry Sands, is a 65-year-old self-trained boxer who is also a Patri- New England's Patriots fan. This is one of those amazing moments for Florida, man. Just all comes together here. It says Sands was asleep Saturday night when investigators said his neighbor knocked on his door asking for help after getting into an argument with her boyfriend. When he opened the door, investigators say 35-year-old Mark Katznelson forced himself inside, throwing punches at Sands. Mm. Sands, the self, 65-year-old self-trained boxer, responded, he was out. I mean, he was out, Sands says, adding that he punched the intruder as many times as I could. <laughs> Well, what stopped him? I mean, did the cops eventually show up and tell him he had to quit? Yeah, yeah it says uh, uh, Katz Nelson has been charged with burglary with assault or battery and is being held without bond. Sands kicked this guy's butt so bad that police had to take him to a trauma center. Dang. So that's all it says. But I just love to see uh, like old guys, number one, that can still fight. <laughs> yes. You know? And a dude just get wore out. And I don't know? feel bad for him. Not at all. That's Not why that's all. why you don't do crime. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I would imagine you should go out there and punch the girl who was in on it too, right? I'm not advocating for violence against women, but if it, if I was 65 year old John, I'd go take a swing at her too. Like, That's what you get for being in on this, you know? Yes. They fooled this prank before, or prank. I wouldn't say prank. This crime before, right? You know. But yeah, so he's in Florida. He'll go to jail for a while. If he was in England, apparently he would be out in a week <laughs> and back on the streets yeah. to do whatever he wanted to, to do. To stop a, a knife attack. Yes, right. Yeah, this, yeah he <laughs> may turn into a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is his origin story. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine. I mean, like, you know, they probably cased it out. <laughs> Let me see that mugshot. Look how bad he's been. I up. hope he never gets better. <laughs> no. his, oh, his jaw looks broken. You know, golly, he. Ugh. I mean, but you know, they like case a house out. They're probably like, look at this old dude. We'll yeah. get him. You know, or he whatever. deserves every bit of it. Yeah, man. And then he's been downstairs working on the heavy bag for the last like thirty <laughs> years. You know, yes. teaching himself how to box just for like physical fitness or whatever. For little punks like this who yeah. are going to knock on the door, right, and get their girlfriend to say they need help, and then just come in swinging. Yeah, just come in swinging. Oh man! And then he got taken out. So glad that it happened. You mess with the boys, you get the horns, right? <laughs> yes. I bet you he said something like that, too. Well, all right. I've got a Florida man story here. Okay. All right, John, I'm going to ask you a little hypothetical here. Okay. Let's say that you're in college again, okay? All right. And you fail. <sighs> you fell out. Been there before. Okay, <laughs> yes. How do you respond? Do you, A, transfer to another college? Okay. Do you, B, go get a real job? Okay. That was my personal choice in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> or do you see, try to recruit ISIS to attack the school you failed out of? <laughs> I'm going with C all day. <laughs> Seems to be the safest bet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what one Florida man did. <laughs> Florida man tries to recruit ISIS for a terror attack on college deans after he got kicked out. Wow. <laughs> That's a bold strategy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. A Florida man has been arrested after trying to get the Islamic State to attack two college deans after he had been suspended or expelled, authorities say. North Miami Beach resident Salman Rashid, 23, has been charged with soliciting another person to commit a crime of violence, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Miami announced Monday. According to court documents, the FBI started investigating Rashid in April of last year after reviewing violent Facebook posts that advocated for the overthrow of democracy and establishment of Islamic law. Well, that's pretty much standard <laughs> college <laughs> right. post nowadays, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just Antifa, isn't it? Yeah, right. That's just normal stuff. Surprise, that raises a red flag. Well, anyway, then in May, Rashid solicited a confidential source to contact members of ISIS to carry out a terror attack on his behalf. Throughout the summer and fall of 2019, you know, this year, officials say that Rashid suggested multiple targets over the summer, such as religious buildings and nightclubs. However, he ended up settling this month on deans at Miami-Dade College in Broward College, where Rashid had been suspended or expelled. Yeah. Authorities say that Rashid requested explosive devices to be used. He provided details about where they should be placed, and he also gave a detailed assessment of security. By probably saying there's not any. Yeah, right. <laughs> if convicted, Rashid faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. His arraignment is set for December 9th. Mm. So... Well, what are you going to say to this one? I mean, college professors, be careful who you expel. Well, I was told by President Trump that ISIS was done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Seems like a bad play on this guy. Oh, oh yeah. This must be fake news then. <laughs> That's right. This is fake news. Because <laughs> ISIS is done. Yeah. Part of me wants to say, just man up and bomb them yourself. <laughs> you know? Yes. But this also, man was taking the coward's way out. Also, it's very American to outsource your labor to somebody else. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. either way works, I guess. But that seems a little dramatic. It, a little bit. And I understand being afraid to tell your parents you made some bad grades. Completely right. understand that. But you don't want to go, I mean, blow up the registrar's office or something where all the computers are, you know? <laughs> yeah. It seems like arson would be much more effective for that. Too, right. You know, just uh, there's no reason to get terrorists involved. Just become the terrorist yourself. <laughs> you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's the American way, yeah. right? Or just move on with your life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let it go. Let's just go get a job, <laughs> learn a trade or something. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Because I know that, you know, when you're in your early 20s, and I think this guy probably had some issues beyond yeah. failing and getting expelled. You think? I think yeah. so. Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> but there may be people listening to this who, who, for whatever reason, something they were trying to do didn't work out. Right. And I would just like to tell those people that life is not over. Absolutely. You still got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. So just move on. Right. You know? I mean, it's honestly, no joking, as someone who has failed at a lot of things in my life, <laughs> yes. I've failed at more than I have succeeded in. Don't I mean, a failure is just a, a slight setback. You yeah. know, you, you're not really defined by your failures unless you dwell on that failure, you know. And, and, and really, you're going to school just for a piece of paper anyway. Yeah. Now, right. granted, if you want to be a lawyer or, or a surgeon, you're going yeah. to need that paper. Sure. But if you're just if you're honestly just seeking knowledge. The internet has yeah, opened can. that up to anybody. Absolutely. You know, if you want to learn about philosophy, just read a philosophy yeah. book. It's not that difficult. Well, and I think that eventually employers will, you know, there's a lot of these jobs who require you to have a four-year degree. Now, I'm not talking about structural engineering or, like right. you say, being a doctor or a lawyer. 
but they just require you. Let's yeah. say you want to work for the Boy Scouts of America as a professional Boy Scout in America, you know, which mm-hmm. basically you're a fundraiser, but whatever. I don't want to down them. You have to have a college degree to do this job. I think as we move forward, employers are going to realize that it would be more beneficial for them to take out that requirement, hire someone someone in at a lower rate than mm-hmm. you would have to pay someone with a college degree and train them to do the specific job that you want them to do. Well, especially as recruiting pools dry up yes, because right. it's getting more and more expensive to go to college. And right. it's, it's getting to the point now where depending on the profession, it's really cost prohibitive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend to anyone thinking of going in college, if you're going to have to take out a bunch of student loans, which you're probably going to have mm-hmm. to do these days, then you should look at the payback on what you're going to get when you graduate. You know, right. I mean, there's no reason to go $100,000 in debt to get a $25,000 a year job, mm-hmm. I would say, personally. Right. When there are plenty of other things you could do with your life that are fine. Mm-hmm. And like I said this morning, a lot of people get confused with their occupation being their purpose in life. Right. You know? And I would hate to be known when I die as the guy who sold furniture or whatever. Is that be the only thing anyone knows me by? Mm-hmm. I love my job. I want to do the best job I can at it. But also saying that, having said that, I'm I'm much more than the whatever my title is. And I don't even remember it at the furniture <laughs> company. So, yes. you know, I, I don't get caught up in that. And it's great to have a passion that you love and that you want to do. But you can also work a job and still pursue your passion on the side as well. Like mm-hmm. if you're into art or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to go to school and major in graphic design or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can you can go get a job welding and then create art with your welder when you're done. Yeah. When yeah. You're or, off. or if you want to be like a writer, then yeah. just write. Yeah, absolutely. Just start writing. I used to want to be a writer. Yeah. You know? And How much have you written? I've written a lot in my life. I really have. On MySpace. I have a lot on MySpace. Have I told you that? <laughs> yes. Justin Bieber stole all of it. Or not Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Timberlake stole all of it. You <laughs> yeah, know? he did. Man, there's some quality stuff on there. <laughs> but I've written a lot in my life, you know? And I have stuff written that no one has ever even seen before because <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to show it to anybody. But when I die, you know, maybe Deidre will get all of it published and make a lot of money, you know? And like, you'll finally be recognized. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, fame is not really, and money is really not what I'm in life for anyway. So. <laughs> it's not. I would rather it happen after I die. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I never I never would have known that. You picked the wrong guy for the podcast <laughs> if you were hoping for fame and money. <laughs> well, it's like uh it's like I was talking to some guys at work and they were asking me about podcasting and they were like, How much money do you make? And I told him real quick, nobody goes into podcasting for the money. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. No, for the love of the game, right? It is. It's for the love of the game. We're just out here doing it for the weird people who like to listen to us. I'm doing it for the five-star reviews on iTunes. That's right. About a 30 I'll leave. Yes, right. (laughs) We need validation from strangers to feel good about ourselves. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that, right? (laughs) Well, let's move on here. Let's do it. You know, I don't know. Depending on if you're listening to this with your kids, you may want to tune out because you may not want to have to have a discussion about this. May not want your kids to get into this lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. but we've been doing it as a family ever since I've read it. It's been really great. So perineum sunning is the latest insanity wellness influencers swear by. And I feel like perineum, I feel like I'm saying that right, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) It's a fancy word for your butthole. (laughs) So they're soaking up some rays where the sun don't shine. 
That's a good opening line for a song, by the way. <laughs> uh, the hottest trend gripping wellness diehards is tanning their cans or perineum sunning, as influencers are calling it. In a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you can receive more energy from this electric node than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on, says an influencer who goes by raw of earth. Sounds like a credible guy. In a viral video that has racked up more than 35,000 views, he gestures towards the sun as three naked men lie down, point their backsides to the sky, and make sounds of pleasure. Raha of Earth has also posted a step-by-step sun worship exercise pulled from the Tao of Sexology, the Book of Infinite Wisdom by Dr. Stephen T. Chang, that says the practice can help keep the area healthy and free of germs. Okay. Chang and Ra of Earth aren't the only ones either. Other influences appear to be just as inspired to catch some ultra-vile rays. Boom. Ba-doom-ching. <laughs> 30 seconds of direct sunlight injected into the anal orifice is the equivalent of being outside in the sun all day, writes influencer Troy Casey. 30 seconds? Doesn't seem like a lot. I don't. I call bull on that. I do, too. I do, too. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, 30 seconds is really... Come on. Now, I mean, I know... Like, that area is not getting a lot, right? Right. I mean, think about it. Maybe 30 seconds is a lot for your perineum or whatever. This is right. Because (laughs) think about how many times your butthole has seen the sun. Uh, Maybe never. Exactly. It's been a long time for me, right? (laughs) A really long. Seen the moonlight a few times, but not the sun. Okay. (laughs) I really love pants. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Underwear, all of that, right? So maybe that's all it takes. It just shoots it in there or whatever (laughs) real quick. You know, whereas like your arms are seeing the sun all the time, so they kind of get desensitized to it, you know? (laughs) Yes. Uh, One California claims butt-chugging vitamin T not only helps her sleep better, but helps her regulate her hormones. For the past few weeks, I have included sunning my bum and Yanni. I can only imagine what a Yanni is. <laughs> I'm sure we all can imagine what a Yanni is now that I say that. Uh, into my daily routine, a woman who goes by metaphysical Megan captions an image of herself fully naked on a rock. Well, I didn't see that image in this article. <laughs> kind of hate that. Megan says she first learned about perineum sunning through her study of Taoism and has recently given up her morning cup of coffee in favor of sunning her anus. <laughs> the phenomenon caught the wider internet's attention after one Twitter user posted Megan's photo and caption to the tune of more than 84,000 likes. So, even A-listers are sunning their bums. Big Little Lies actress Shailene Woodley, who is also known for her holistic lifestyle, has admitted she also practiced a version of perineum sunning. And it goes on to tell about how it's supposed to help you out. Uh, Now, there is a doctor, Dr. Diana Gale of the UK, who says there is no evidence that sunbathing in this way has any effect on physical well-being. Well, that's because they don't want you to know about it, right? Right. Now, (laughs) here's the thing I want to point out. All the pictures in the article, everybody's laying on their back, right? Legs in the air, (laughs) butt turned up towards the sun, right? (laughs) I feel like getting on all fours (laughs) would be a much better, like you got a better shot at, you know, (laughs) you you see what I'm saying? Right. Plus your back's going to hurt eventually, right? 
I mean, well, I'm sure they're all well, doing they, yoga and stuff. I was about to say, it's only for, 30 seconds, right? Right. Well, yeah, true. But for normal guys like me and you, I feel like doggy style, so to speak, would be a lot better, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, I've been trying this. But I just want to. Much to the dismay of his neighbors. Let's just say two things. I just wanted to. I tried it so I could report on it, right? I care about our listeners. Number one, make sure your fence is higher than what I have and your neighbors don't have two story houses. Okay. I'm sorry, Mrs. Johnson. All right. That was my fault. Didn't think about it. Okay. <laughs> Number two, I do feel a lot better, you know? a lot yeah. fresher. But I've been going for a full, like, five minutes, you know? <laughs> I figure the shape I'm in, it's yeah. not going to hurt to get a extra charge on the butthole, right? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. If anybody else tries it, call into the show or email us and let us know what you think. You yeah. Know? Send us an email. Maybe we can get an Earth Oddity Butthole Sunning Club going. <laughs> we can all meet up and yes. sun our buttholes. Nothing weird. Yeah. Nothing weird about it at all, you know? Just, just we're caring about our health here. Uh, the, my other thought was, how do you really know if the sun's hitting like directly on your butthole? You got sunburn the next day. You got to be really limber <laughs> to check it out, you know, and make sure the sun's shining in there. Right. I don't have that limber, limberness. Yeah. And then I thought it would be like a uh, really cruel trick is to get a magnifying glass <laughs> and focus that sun right on in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like you're lighting an ant bed on fire or whatever. If you're going to try this, I've never tried this, but just common sense would tell me you might want to get some flushable wipes. True. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe want a SPF 30, depending on your skin type <laughs> or higher, you know, yes. just precautionary. You know, well, let's see this next story here. Japanese store rethinks badges for staff who were on their period. Okay. A Japanese department store where staff could wear badges if they were on their period said that they will rethink their policy. All right. The badges, which featured a cartoon character known as Miss Period, were introduced in October. The intention was that staff could get extra help or longer breaks if they were wearing one. It was never the intention to share the menstrual information with their customers, a spokeswoman told the BBC. Man, I cannot say this. The the Daimaru branch at Osaka Meda introduced the badges in October for the 500 or so staff in the women's wardrobe section. The badges, which were volunteer- 500 staff? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It must okay. be quite a store. Yeah. Uh, it's the- like a super target, for real. <laughs> well, maybe they're all on part-time. I don't know. The badges, which were worn voluntarily, were introduced after a suggestion from one of the employees themselves. They were linked to opening a new section of the store. On one side, the badge said the new section devoted to women's well-being was opening on the 22nd of November. On the other side was the little mascot, like the little cartoon character. Right. The idea Daimaru spokeswoman Yoko Higuchi told the BBC was to improve the working environment for staff by sharing the information. When the store told the media about the badges on the 21st of November, some outlets incorrectly reported that the purpose was to let customers as well as colleagues know that if the woman was, you know, on her time of the month. Mm-hmm. One unnamed Daimaru executive told local media that there were many complaints from the public, and some of them even were complaining about harassment. 
Ms. Higuchi said some of the staff didn't see the point in the badges and they were reluctant to wear them, but others were positive, she added. If you saw a colleague was wearing one of her badges, that you could offer to carry heavy things for her or suggest you take longer breaks and the support would be mutual. I suppose also you could, uh, you know, not talk about politics yeah. around her or, <laughs> or, or other things. You would tread lightly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. It says, as in many countries, menstruation in Japan was something women rarely talk about in public, let alone with men. And the subject was always tinged with shame. But that is changing in a big way. A few days ago, a widely watched morning program, Ayachi, and the public broadcaster NHK spent over an hour with both female and male commentators discussing how to talk frankly about menstruation with your family and friends. Uh, when the consumption tax rate was raised from 8 to 10% in October, menstrual products were subjected to the hike. This caused indignation among many women and has added to the social dialogue about women's periods. Yeah. While social media has contributed to the openness and another impetus has been the experience of many women in shelters during natural disasters. We've seen many uncorroborated stories on social media about women in those shelters being told to, you know, control themselves or told that asking for tampons was contemptible. One reported response in the shelters, for example, was how can you be thinking about sex at a time like this? <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, Japan, they, uh, <laughs> Japan's uh, this is a different world over there, right? I thought. I thought public education in Japan was the bomb. Like, yeah. I thought it was amazing. I, I was always told that. How can they be failing their people <laughs> in this area that bad? I don't know. But, I mean... I mean, imagine when your kid can recite the entire periodic table of elements. True. But then not know the was the, the mechanics behind female reproduction. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. But... Let's be honest, a little heads up would be nice sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I normally keep an eye on the bathroom trash can and I see some wrappers and I know it's time to just let's tread lightly. Well, beard. I was about to say, I, me at our house, I just know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't, Deja's always in a bad mood, so I don't ever know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got to know when I make my moves and when yeah. I can't, right? You know? Well, I just, you know, usually I just feel a disturbance in the force <laughs> and I know when it's. You're way more perceptive than I am. I'm not. So. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be one of those weekends where me and my son Eli just play like PlayStation in his room get all away. weekend. Right. Yeah. Now, Deidre, like I said, she's mad all the time. So there's really no discerning, like, discernible <laughs> difference to me. So right. I'm doing something to make her mad on a regular basis. So Or the kids. So, you know, she's always at her wits end with us, regardless of menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So. Since I gave the disclaimer earlier, I will go ahead and do this next story. Um, it's a really, really short story. It's from AL.com, by the way. Trusted news source for Alabama. Unless uh, you're a commenter on Facebook and you hate it. So. <laughs> yeah. so I told you my buddy Madison writes for AL.com. Mm -hmm. And I always just like to give him a, like, uh, you liberal son of a gun or whatever <laughs> anytime he tries to write. Does the word liptard ever come up? Yeah, right. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Such yes. a mature word for well, conservatives to call their that's opposition. How, yeah, conservatives are like, uh, we win arguments on facts and logic <laughs> and reason. And, and by they, calling the other side like, libtards. <laughs> and by throwing a libtard in there every once in a while. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it's another home intruder. 
okay. story. Masked home intruder forced couple to perform sex acts, police say. This is from November 25th, a few days ago. A couple was forced at gunpoint to perform sex acts on each other during a weekend home invasion in Anniston. Does it say what the acts were? No. They no, were just it doesn't. they were just sex acts. Just sex acts. Okay. I can I can imagine a few that probably <laughs> were thrown out there. Yeah. It probably wasn't just uh fill the banana for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> the incident happened late Saturday night and into Sunday morning, according to Anniston Police Sergeant Kyle Price. The suspect entered the home on West 64th Street in the Sachs community wearing a surgical mask to disguise himself. He forced the man and woman to undress and then to perform sex acts on each other. The victims were taken to a local hospital to be checked out by medical staff. Apparently got kind of wild, you know? (laughs) Police said there is no indication that the victims knew their assailant, and he described the crime as highly unusual and said the investigation is ongoing. So, the number one reason I wanted to do this story was to find out where I could hire this intruder. <laughs> if anyone has any contact information on him, please email earthoddity at planetmail.net. Because you're not going to use a gun and threaten, no. because then you'll get in trouble. Right, that's against the law. But a man in a surgical mask. Look, I got some new things I've been wanting to try out. I don't know how to bring them up, so I thought this might be a good way, you know? I thought this might be a good way to get around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I happen to think that this is an inside job. No pun intended. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, this husband here, it doesn't say that they were married, but we're going to assume they're married because only married people have sex, according to the Baptists, you know. And uh, this husband here, maybe been going through a dry spell or something. It wasn't a brother and sister sharing, a, <laughs> sharing an apartment, was it? It is Alabama. You know? <laughs> oh, man. This is in Saks, Alabama. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have a sister, but I would be like, no, you can just shoot me. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, you know, you're going to have to kill me. You know, I mean, there's a, there is a huge, huge outlet for that kind of stuff on the internet. Yeah. Right. You can go there. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have a sister either, but, <laughs> uh, I would just be like, yeah, you're going to have to kill me because you can't come back from that. <laughs> Thanksgiving will be weird for the rest of your life. <laughs> you got to, you just got to, no, take me out. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah, you know, just kind of weird. The dude had a surgical mask on too, you know, yeah. not like a ski mask or anything. So I'm I'm woke on this whole <laughs> thing. This is somebody. This is this is a husband's friend here, you know. He's got like a maybe. Well, I don't know. The investigation is ongoing. True. I don't want to speculate too much, and I don't want to appear to be calloused and unfeeling toward this couple that had to endure this. <laughs> But it is very weird, and it's possible that there were some fetishes That's what I'm saying. at play here. Well, let's think, Tiny, if you're at gunpoint, right? Yeah. You and your lovely bride, you're at gunpoint, uh-huh. and somebody's like, hey, you got to do it right now. Are you going to be able to, to do it? Probably. That's pressure's on right there, Probably. Right? Yeah, me too. I <laughs> totally would. <laughs> totally would. In fact, that's one of the kind of things I find kind of interesting about the whole thing. You know? My fear... Is that I would need somebody in the room with a gun from then on. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. You find out you like it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, here, Tiny. Here, Terry, get my pistol out of the drawer, okay? Yeah. Next thing you know, I've got like a mannequin in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like, what's that? Don't pay it no attention, okay? 
Tiny, why is someone breaking into our house every Friday night? <laughs> what is the deal with that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's Friday night. <laughs> it's date <laughs> night. Hey, it's date night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it would be difficult, but I feel like I could I could pull one out for the team. You know, yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to. For my bride, for Deidre's safety, <laughs> I would do what's necessary. Yeah. Now, I'd tell the guy, look, you better get ready. You know, <laughs> it's going to be over real quick here. <laughs> look, I, I am on the soccer team. That's right. Look, hey, buddy, I just want you to know it's going to happen. All right? It's going to be fast. So if you need to, like, get some mental images, whatever you want to know, make your preparations here, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's Alabama man story for you. Alabama couple story for you. Man, that is crazy. And if anybody could just forward me this dude's information, <laughs> you know. Well, at least no one was hurt. Yeah, right. 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 Okay, well, this is going to be my last story <laughs> since you've already done the. Uh, the, <laughs> the disclaimer. The disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, this next story is. Man who hid his dead roommate's body under a mattress had sex on top of it and is now convicted of corpse abuse. Okay. A 56-year-old man was convicted Tuesday. Too old to be doing this. (laughs) Well, I mean, if if he's 56 years old, I wonder if he needs somebody to come over and help him lift up the mattress. Maybe so, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he lifted up the mattress and moved his body. But it says that uh, he was convicted on Tuesday of two counts of abusing a corpse after investigators said that he covered the dead roommate's body with a mattress and other household items and then had sex with a different woman multiple times on top of the corpse. All right. A, oh man, this is a Multnomah County jury? Sure. Sounds right. A Multnomah County jury unanimously convicted Clayton Lamont Howard on two counts after a 10-day trial in which Howard served as his own attorney. He is scheduled to be... (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, when you serve... I love the representing your own self crowd. When you are your own lawyer, that's like taking a knife to a gunfight. You just don't do it. Yes. No, that's, that's bad. He is scheduled to be sentenced on December 3rd which is next week. Howard was in prison for 35 years, and then he was released in 2017. He was convicted of multiple rape and robbery charges in 1982, according to state records. Well, we can't talk about England anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Really took that argument (laughs) off the table. Sorry. Officials said that Netta Mangum, a 59-year-old woman living with Howard at the time of her death, died of an accidental drug overdose on March 21st. According to court records, Mangum's family couldn't get in touch with her, and they believed someone else was using her phone to respond to their text messages. Okay. So this guy, he's just, right. you know, he, she gets a message, and he just fires off one like, you know, oh, I'm fine, but I'm busy, can't yeah, talk. right. Mangum's family told the court that they knew immediately, based on the texter's style and substance, that Mangum wasn't the texter. Uh, Her family reported her missing on the night of March 22nd. When police arrived, they discovered Howard and another woman. Police said that Howard had her phones, her credit cards, and some jewelry at the time of his arrest. The jury acquitted Howard on one identity theft charge. Okay, well, 
Good so, news for him. Yeah. Maybe his self-defense worked pretty well. <laughs> Maybe he'll get back out. Uh, the woman who was with him told investigators that she met him and Howard several days earlier and said that Mangum told her that she could move in to get off the streets. The new roommate told police that she last saw her in the very early morning hours of March 21st. When the woman woke up in the living room several hours later, she was nowhere to be found, court records said. Howard told the woman that she went to the coast with a guy named Elvis and that she would return March 24th, but she never returned. So this lady just started banging him, basically, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, apartment's ours. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Young lady, have a little respect. Make him work for it a little bit. Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, she's just living there yeah. off the streets. Maybe, maybe she's he's like, time maybe, to pay the rent. <laughs> maybe. You know, I don't know. Goodness. That's horrible, but things like that happen. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. yeah. According to prosecutors, Howard had covered her body with uh, clothes, plastic containers, and a mattress, and that he and the woman continued to use drugs. Prosecutors say that they then had sex multiple times on said mattress that Howard placed on top of her body. The woman told investigators that she didn't know where the body was. Okay. So I would just like to say that is a well-made mattress. Yeah. If you can hide what someone you under she's it. like, hey, your mattress is a little lumpy, you know? <laughs> like, it, it's really lumpy. Whatever brand mattress this is, I yeah. want to know for two reasons. Number one, I want to get one. Right. You know, they going to kill somebody? <laughs> not to hide anybody underneath it, but just thinking, that's got to be comfortable. Got to be a good mattress. It's got to be a comfortable right. mattress. Yeah. Uh, Number two, whoever's mattress, they need to know so they can spin this into right. advertising. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some mattress so good, you can hide a dead body under it and have sex on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sell a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Sobel, you're going to love this mattress right here. Let me tell you about this mattress right here. We have had some product testing done <laughs> down in Florida where a man killed his girlfriend, hit her under the mattress, and then had sex with a homeless person he took into his house on top of it multiple times, and the lady didn't even know. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. Would you like to get a mattress protector with this and a <laughs> set of pillows? You know? <laughs> yeah. Says that during the trial, Howard told the jury that he didn't call 911 after discovering that she had died because he had previously been ordered by his parole officer not to be around her and that he feared being arrested. Okay. Uh So, yeah. Uh, He also said that he had tried to perform first aid and he covered her corpse in response to her dying declaration. Oh. So she... As she was dying, she said, please cover me with a mattress and don't tell anybody. And have sex with another woman on top of me. (laughs) The jury didn't agree, shockingly. It's wild. I mean, that's what you get when you're your own lawyer. (laughs) Howard was also found in contempt of court during the trial for cursing at a witness after her testimony. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) A witness. Wow. Yeah, that's wild, too. Well, what was going on over at this house? I mean, I guess the witness was like, yeah, I was over there doing drugs, and I didn't know that lady was under there either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had sex with me, too, on it. I don't know. <laughs> Guy must have been a real charmer. Must know? have. Goodness. And and he had a quality mattress. Yeah, great mattress. <laughs> great mattress. Memory foam, I guess. I don't know. Pocketed coils. I don't know. I know a little bit about mattress. I don't want to get too mattress technical with everybody, <laughs> with our audience out here. Um. Well, here's my last story. We're still holding out that we'll get a Casper sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> that would be great if we had one. <laughs> we could have worked it off. And now you get your Lisa mattress or whatever, you know? Yes. Um, What's the purple one? 
What's it's purple. It's called purple. Okay, right. just the purple mattress. Yeah. And yeah. just so everybody knows, Spiller Furniture, we sell a bed in a box too that'll uh-huh. come delivered straight to your house. You can look at SpillerFurniture.com and find it. You know, yeah. so so comfortable just, you can hide a body. So under comfortable it. you can hide a body under it and have <laughs> sex on top of that dead body. Okay, yeah, normal. All right. German military apologizes over retro Nazi uniform post. (laughs) This example of retro German fashion was a heck of a fail. The defense ministry apologized Wednesday after the military posted a photo of a Nazi era uniform adorned with swastikas and two iron crosses on the army's Instagram account. A colorful flashing banner described the Wehrmacht uniform as retro. Wait a minute. Okay. Why was this? This wasn't like a uniform that they were going to. No, I think it? it was like a throwback Thursday, you know, <laughs> okay. whatever you call that. Like, hey, know. remember this? Yeah, hey, remember? <laughs> also, fashion is an aspect. This is part of the caption. To this day, there are military-style elements in Halt Couture, a separate caption read. Germany's uniformed arm, Unified Armed Forces, the Bundeswehr, said it sought to do a photo essay on the influence of military uniforms on fashion through the ages, but failed to provide the correct historical context in its social media post. We are very sorry the uniform is an item on exhibition in our military history museum in Dresden, but we did not correctly label the image historically and gave it a wrong and unsuitable caption, the military said. Defense Ministry spokesman Christian Thiels said the uniform picture was a Hollywood costume used on the 2008 Tom Cruise flick Valkyrie and is on display in the Dresden Museum. Hmm. He said the blunder appeared to be an extremely irritating case of thoughtlessness by a civilian employee who claimed to have used the wrong image by mistake. Likely story. Of course, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, would they be in as much trouble if they had just come out and said that this is a whatever era Nazi uniform used in the movie Valkyrie? Right. Yeah, I think you that know? would probably been good. Right. Instead of, hey, just check out this retro well, people military forget. uniform. Like Hugo Boss designed mm-hmm. a lot of the Nazi uniforms. Yeah. And people are wearing Hugo Boss to this day, right? Right. So let's all admit the Nazis had some really good uniforms, right? <laughs> they didn't make anything they did right, but their uniforms look sharp. Well, they had, did, I mean, didn't they have Adidas shoes too? Oh, I don't know. Did they? I think so. Wow. So I did not know that. There's this famous story. I listened to an episode of Stuff You Should Know. Where uh, when the Allies come through Germany and they come to the Adidas factory, they came out and was like, we just want to make shoes. Please don't destroy our factory. We just want to make shoes. Just want to make shoes. And the Allies were like, "Uh, okay. Okay. Not not that they, I mean, there was nothing about them supporting the Nazis. They were just a shoe company. Right. And the Germans loved Adidas shoes. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Also, Hudson fan- has a pair of Adidas, <laughs> a little white supremacist in my house. <laughs> You're going to have to exercise wow. that immediately. Yeah. Get yeah. that out of there. Wow. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Fanta, yeah. you know where Fanta comes from? No. Well, you know, Coke, Coca-Cola is a worldwide company. That's right. During World War II, you know, Coca-Cola, you know, they couldn't get any syrup to make Coca-Cola in Germany mm-hmm. because that's all coming from America. Right. All the syrup was made over here. Yeah. And the Coca-Cola company was like, well, dang, we got to do something. Got to make we that We can't cash. just fold. Right. So they developed an orange drink and called it Fanta. And that's huh. where that comes from. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, is that the one the Juggalos like? No, the Juggalos <laughs> like Fago. They like Fago. Yeah, okay. Now, Fanta is the one with the, yeah, like I all know, the yeah, I know all about it. The Latino girls dancing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one. Right, yeah. <laughs> so that's the drink of Aryan supremacy. <laughs> wow. And Adidas and Hugo Boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's history, you know, hardcore history on Earth Audit Podcast. <laughs> But uh, I just can't imagine the guy throwing up the old German uniform with swastikas on it and thinking that's going to be okay. Right. They're really, really touchy about that over there. Well, how do, how do bikers get away with, like, wearing the SS logos? on? They're bikers, on, man. I mean. No one's going to mess with them. Well, I think, like, when you get to that hardcore level of biker, you just have decided to check out from normal society. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> and uh, and they just do what they want to do. You don't care about getting blocked on Facebook and yeah, Twitter. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're just out YouTube. there, you know, running crystal meth and, <laughs> you know, all those things that the one percenter bikers do. Now, to the bikers that listen to us, I'm just, this is purely satirical. <laughs> I think you guys are great. Don't hurt you us. Know? I used to have a Christian biker group that would meet at the restaurant like once a month, which was oh, kind of wild. Okay. I can't remember the, what their name was, but they had like biker jackets. And if you didn't know, you would think they were like, you know, coming in there to knife you. But then they'd be like, what's up, brother? You know, and yeah. praise the Lord. Were they one of those groups where like, you know, they're really doctors and lawyers and this is just a weekend thing they do? I think some of them okay. are. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I was like a real biker, those people would make me mad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm just saying. Like wild hogs. I mean, like, don't appropriate our culture, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're outlaws, and you guys are here just we coming have, out on the we weekend. We have, uh, for decades, we have fought the man, yeah. and we have tried to offend everybody, right. and become despised, and now here you are making us, like, right. normal. Legit. Here yeah. you are normalizing our culture. That's true. I don't, I, you know, I would, that would make me a little angry. The, you know, the dead, my favorite band, they're, they were always really big buddies with the Hells Angels, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, the whole Altamont thing went down, where the... The Hells Angels were security and beat up, killed a guy or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, so not always the best decision making, but I just always thought that was kind of weird that like this hippie band, it was about, you know, freedom and everything mm -hmm. and uh, doing what you want to do and being who you want to be was somehow linked up with this like vicious <laughs> biker gang too. <laughs> kind of wild, you know? Yeah. Anyways, word of the wise, if you're running an Instagram account for the German military, lay off the swastika stuff. You know, <laughs> yes. it's very, very uh, not cool. Or at You'll the very canceled. least, at the very least, caption it appropriately. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. For educational purposes, yes. not for not for glorification or whatever. Not for show, just for go. I don't know. That used to be like on a condom thing in a bathroom at this gas station I went to all the time. And, yeah. I can't remember. It's something like that. Not for show. Not for go. Just for show. That's what it said. Okay. On one of them. You know, like the glow in the dark. French tickler or whatever it was. I was about to say, both slogans would work. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Depending on who your market is. <laughs> That's true. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes all right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. 
The Spiral Potato Cutter is absolutely amazing, it's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next uh, cookout up a, a notch, I can't think of anything funny to say right there, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade potato chips with Cajun Curl Spice on them will change your life. On the website, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes on there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it today. Here locally in the greater Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it is available at Bowles Fresh Market, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. www.cajuncurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. Okay, we've got a couple new reviews. And, All right. Uh, this is a short one, so I'm going to go ahead and read this one. And uh, this one comes from Hogart YP, or maybe it's Hogart EP, not sure okay. which. But uh, it's five stars. The title is Witty and Informative. Oh. These guys are witty and interesting. One of my favorite podcasts. Amen. Short, sweet, to the point. That's Thank right. you so much, Hogarty. Yeah, Hogarty. Yeah. Ho, H-O-G, Hogart. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, is it Hogart? Maybe it is Hogart. I don't know. Is that a, is that a Harry Potter thing? I have no idea. I don't know nothing. That's Hogwarts. Harry, yeah. I know nothing of Harry Potter. <laughs> Never really seen any of the movies or anything. So. Yeah. Anyway. Because I'm Baptist and they're demonic. Everybody knows <laughs> and I that. I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for your review. That you would say that we're witty. That is, uh, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yes. That's a mighty bold compliment. Yeah. Yes. And if you really like our wit, then you can join us on December 13th. Uh-huh, yeah. For our live show. That's right. We have this show and one more. Mm-hmm. So it's not this coming Friday. But it's the one after that. That's right. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, cookies, cocoa, some laughs. Yeah, it's You can be good get a look at what they do at SD Allen Ministries. That's it's right. not like a, we don't want everyone to just take our word for it. But you can actually, you know, walk around in the warehouse and, and see yeah. what what it is they do. That's right. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be great. Later that night, there is the West Alabama Christmas Parade. That's right. And then the following Saturday night is Christmas Afloat. Oh, wow. So it's going to be a fun weekend all the way around. Mm -hmm. We would really like it if everyone would just kick it off with us, though. So yeah. yeah. Earth Oddity off the floor show. Start your Christmas out right yes. with Earth Oddity. 11 yes. to 1. 11 to 1. We're going to be reading Christmas Confessions. I'm going to be listing off everything I hate about Christmas. And I thought it might could be funny if we talk about worst presents we ever got. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't know that I have a lot of worse presents. Usually, mine are pretty good. I've got one. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that I honestly don't want to talk about because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> oh no! But, oh no! <laughs> but is I, this your replica Nazi <laughs> uniform you were given? No, no, okay. no, no, no. All right, it may have been a Nazi stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Fuhrer bear. <laughs> it's gone, everybody. <laughs> That's fine. You had a racist Nazi <laughs> stuffed animal. I had a racist dog. <laughs> you know. It's fine. We've grown. You know, yes. we came out of those environments into the men we are today, which love and accept everyone for who they are. Praise the Lord that all happened before Twitter was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you got anything else? No, I guess that's I'm it. good. I just want to, you know, make sure you come out to our show because mm-hmm. we don't want to be there alone. Right? right. So I just I mean, if you could ever do me a favor. If I've ever made you laugh once, just come out to the show, all yeah. right? And we can, uh, you know, help out some people, mm-hmm. too, you know, which is really our main goal. But it's secondary to me being embarrassed by not having anybody there. So, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, let's just be honest here. Yes. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody has a really great week and remembers that Alabama is the greatest college football team in the history of the world. And even though we may have lost to our rival, <laughs> we'll probably continue to be pretty good. The two good teams on our schedule this year, we yeah, lost to. We them. lost to. It's a tough year. Tough year. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but you know what? Maybe, maybe Alabama was a little bit overhyped. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe. Appears to be that. You know, I mean, and I think about it in terms like this like Arkansas has lost like, 18 or 19 straight SEC games. Right. And uh, no offense to Todd, you know, (laughs) I know he hates it as much as anybody. Um, And here I am complaining because we lost two games. (laughs) Right. All year long. (laughs) So maybe I'm spoiled a little bit. I'll admit that. So, but anyways, football doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about football anymore. It's stupid. I don't even know why anybody cares about football. What matters is watching all those Auburn fans get stuck in the hedges while trying to rush <laughs> the really, field. Really great footage there. <laughs> yeah. Really great footage. All right. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for joining us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, we're on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to email into the show, you can find us. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yep. If you would like to tweet at us, you can get us on Twitter at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Do you like pictures? Sometimes we post pictures. I really felt falling off on the job <laughs> here on that. We don't really post well, pictures, yeah. but you should follow Follow us anyway. I've <laughs> been really busy here lately in my life. Follow us anyways, and you'll see when I get them up. Underscore right? Earth Oddity on Instagram. Hey, and if you do follow the Instagram account, maybe click the like button every while when I put them up. <laughs> yeah. Okay? We're not going to penalize you for no. liking our post. Yeah. And still, you can try to seek me out on Twitter if you can. But you'll fail. Yeah. I had a reply this week that got like 150 likes, so I'm not trying to brag, <laughs> but it's very funny. So, anyways. And if all of that fails we do have a boring phone number what's that phone number 662-493-2059 we hope everyone out there has an excellent week earth oddity for the french radio network signing off love y'all bye this has been a very odd production thanks for listening